have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to Straight from the Chest. My name is Justin Groth. I am your host on this personal development growth development podcast. Guys, I'm so thankful that you're here. I just want to welcome any of you who are new to the channel or to this to this to the podcast rather. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me your listening ear. I always say it, but I'm just grateful whether you listen a minute or the entire duration of the podcast. And guys, for those of you who are or have been with me for some length of time, I greatly appreciate you too. Guys, first and foremost, if you like this podcast, please don't hesitate to share it to somebody who you feel could benefit from the things that I dispense with on here. So I'm going to go right in and tell you that I had an ingrown hair. This is... <laughs> I had one I want to tell you this one story before we move further. I had an ingrown hair. And I'm sure all of you had ingrown hairs in your life. And sometimes when I shave my face, I get ingrown hairs like around my chin or my mustache area. Okay. So I had ingrown hair and this thing uh I popped it and <laughs> it's kind of gross, okay? But it's life. This is this is this is being a human being, okay? There's far worse and gross things than this. So just relax if you're if you're cringing a little bit at the moment. But I had this ingrown hair, man, and I, I I ended up squeezing it and a hair came out. Okay, I was like, oh awesome, got it. So a couple days went by and the thing still looked like it was there. So I popped again, I squeezed again, and I and I thought I maybe or this time I used some tweezers and I tried to get out of the hair out of the with the tweezers. And because there's one thing about I can't stand ingrown hairs. It's just they're irritating. They just they (laughs) anyways. So I tried tweezing it out. I felt like I got I had luck with that. And then the next the next day, it felt like it wasn't gone. And I'm like, what is going on? Is there like three hairs all conjoined together? Like what's going on? So I ended up squeezing harder and I learned this from my dad my dad's a squeezer and I squeezed hard so hard that I felt like even when I felt like nothing was happening nothing was coming out I felt like well I got it I mean I had to have gotten it then I even started like this is this is where it gets bad I started digging to see if I could get even more out and I felt like I got everything and and but I squeezed so hard that there's no there's no way anything else could be in there unless it just wasn't at full maturation to yet come you know for the hair to come out fully. But I felt like I got it. I just looked at myself in the mirror right now before the podcast. This is what prompted the entire story. I now have a bruise where I squeeze because I squeeze so hard. And in the 36 years of living, this has never happened to me where I bruised my own face by squeezing so hard because I thought I needed to get more out and there was more to come out. And here's the crazy, here's the horrible thing, not horrible, like a plague in China killed a million. This is not horrible. This is not horrible like that. This is just the horrific thing for me 
I felt like when I was going to get it the net the last time, I felt like th- there's nothing really to get. But I, I, my obsession went in again for a third time and tried to extract whatever else I could because I felt like there was still something in, even though it was no, there wasn't a, there wasn't a whitehead or anything like that. There was nothing indicating that this thing was still there. Other, but I felt like eh, something's still there, man. So I squeezed and squeezed so hard to the point where I bruised myself. I bruised myself. So now I have a bruise on my chin. It's like a little bruise. But it's like, why was I not kicking myself for doing that? Because, I'm yes, I'm so vain and I don't want to deal with the little bruise the size of, of a half of a fingernail on my chin. But it's like, why did I do that? I'm more mad at myself for being obsessive about it than I am anything that I even am about the bruise. Really, it's not even a vanity thing at this point. It's like, why did I? I mean, it is partially, but why did I do it so hard where I bruise myself? And I'm, I'm coming to grips with the fact that I do a lot of those things in life, the unnecessary, over, overly. I guess overly um, stimulated behaviors that I have, it just sometimes it can be useful and sometimes they're of detriment. Like, and obviously there's a, there's a wide spectrum of the, of the detriment nature to said thing, but it's in this particular case, I didn't have to squeeze out. Why don't I just let it be and let it run its course? Why didn't I just let it run its course? My body's smart enough to extract the shit that it doesn't want. Eventually, eventually this hair is going to come out because that's what's happened over and over in my life. I've never gone to this point where I squeezed so hard that there became a bruise at the end as a result. And I almost feel like this is what I do in life in general. Maybe you can relate. Maybe you can relate the fact that you go so hard with something because you're so adamant on getting it out, every little bit of it out, extract everything that you actually do more harm than good and you don't know when to cut it off. That's the, that's that's my biggest, I would say that's my biggest, well, it's a, it's a problem for me. And I label as a problem because I don't want that element to me. I won't, I don't want that to exist in me. I want to be able to be balanced. I want to be able to be just just enough. Not ever not ever so much where it just where I do more harm than good, and not enough to where I'm not not I'm not climbing up to my full potential, or to I to to the point where I know what I could deliver or what I could create but there's a point where you go so much you do so much and you're so ambitious and you're so driven that it could actually work against you because if you're Christian like me if you're Christian you don't rely on God to do his part and if you keep doing everything everything you you are the only one that's really producing god can't work as much in your life 
He can't because you're this you're, you're you're just a consistent doer. And I know what you're saying, but but you you get up in the morning, Justin. You have to do these things to be human. To trust me, I do. I ask myself. I I'm sorry. I. I really had the same conversation with myself. I get up in the morning. I have to do this X, Y, Z. Unless, and if I don't, it doesn't get done. And I know you're saying, well, look, you have to do these things because you're a human being and you have responsibilities and you have these disciplines that you put in place. I understand that. And I'm not, I'm not arguing against that. What I am saying is if we're doing too much of that, we're not allowing the full-fledged nature of God to come into our life and really work what he wants to work. And we don't know what that is. Like, I don't know what that is. But I can tell you that if I'm so adamant on something and my, and everything is in, encased around that particular endeavor, I lose sight of being still. I lose sight of just being and just and letting God work in my life. And to be quite honest with you, I don't know how to do that, guys. I really don't know how to do that. I don't have the answer for that. I don't think an answer even exists because I think it's all relative to the person and very, very individualized. So for what I have struggles with, maybe you don't. And what you have struggles with, maybe I don't. I don't see a problem with what you're going through. You don't see a problem with what I'm going through. And that that's honestly the biggest battle because you don't know because there is no blueprint, so you don't know where you're hitting, you don't know what guardrails to stay within, or I'm sorry, you do know, but it's like, you keep hitting the guardrails side to side, and you're just like, but where do I go, like, I don't know, man, I don't know, so it's, you come to a point of so much frustration, because you do know that there's so much more to extract out of your being, and your potential, and your creativity, etc., but it's like, You know that if you keep squeezing, that more is not necessarily going to come out. And you get to an extraction limit to where nothing is coming, nothing is flowing, and you're frustrated because you think something's there. Like I thought there was something in that. Oh man, I thought there was something there, and there's nothing. There was nothing, and I kept. I kept squeezing so hard that I ended up bruising and making something worse. And look, this is not an illustration to show you that I'm so centered around a meaningless, ingrown hair. I don't care about that. I care more about the the parable that is surrounding it, which is if you squeeze so hard, and try to extract everything that you can, sometimes you end up going backwards. And that is the premise of this podcast. Sometimes if you try to extract so much, so ambitious, so driven, so on your grind, bro, you will actually go backwards. And even if you move forwards, there is not a reliance on God as much because you're the main master doer. And that is not what God wants for you and his relationship together. He wants you to work 
in conjunction with him. Not apart from him. And so that's been the biggest thing for me to try to understand. And I was just thinking about this earlier today. This is just a part of the addendum. Like this is something I have to go through. Questioning everything, being frustrated. I'll understand this later on down the line, why this happened the way it happened. And, you know, by, 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 well, I should say, in juxtaposition to other people, this is nothing compared to what other people go through. And I think that's the reason why I keep discrediting my own suffering or discrediting my own frustrations because it doesn't look like such a despair or depression like others. And it's, this is something that just, this is what I mean by this is all subjective and individualized towards with relation to the person. I can't compare my situation to yours and yours not to mine. The, the one thing that we can come to grips with understanding as the common denominator is that it, it leaves us all in a state of frustration and discouragement and almost lack of faith, lack of belief, lack of there being an understanding of there being more more for us to do, more for us to create, more that we're capable of. And so you get to a point where you just, after you've ran the pillow across your face so many times and screamed in the pillow so, so much, you just realize I can't do anything else but to just remain and breathe. And I'm not at that point yet, but... mm, so where do you go from here if you're feeling this way where do you go from here I mean the way I look at it is you only have basically two choices you can just stop but not stop entirely just stop trying to be in so much control because that's what I have a problem with. I want to be in control of my circumstances, in control of my situation. I think that helps me to a degree, but I think that it also can be a very massive deteriorator in my life as well. So you can either stop, but actively keep going but being but but being mindful of breathing and understanding that you don't have entire control over this like you'd like or you can just pedal to the metal and try to extract more and i think if you're a logical human being you're going to realize that the latter is shit the latter is not going to help you and i think that's what makes us frustrated at least that's what makes me frustrated I don't know when enough is enough and I don't know when it's not enough. So I just keep going to the point where I feel like this is what I need to be doing. This is what I need to be giving. And it goes on with my workouts too. When I work out or when I when I, tr- I call it training, 
Even though I'm not training for any bodybuilding competition anymore, I still call it training. It's my behavior. It's the way I've, way I've always seen working out as training because I've always been training for a competition. When I train, I train hard. I don't train. I don't. When I say I train hard, it's most people are thinking, yeah, you do a couple sets to failure. No, wrong. I do like every set to failure and I do a lot. And I do drop sets and I do a massive amount. I put a massive amount of work ethic and intensity in my workouts. And guess what? I don't need to because I'm done growing. I've gained all my natural muscle. All my natural potential has been tapped. I'm done. But mentally, I can't be a pussy in there. I can't. So I just keep running it out. I don't want to be that person all the time. But it's like all I know. Maybe that'll change the older I get. I'm sure it will. And the older I get right now, I'm realizing I still am not in control of my circumstance. I'm not in control of my situation. I got to give this to God. And I and and what that looks like is different for everybody. And only you can really answer that question. What do I need to give to you, God? What do I need to give? What do I need to abdicate myself of? What do I need to step down from? It could be a lot of things that you're not willing to let go of. And maybe those are the things you should let go of. Like, well, I don't want to bore you with examples in my own life, but we know what they are. And I don't think I would have had, in fact, I know I would not have been this way. I wouldn't have not have spoke to you like this if I was 24, 25 years old. I'd have been all about go, 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 you know, because that's what you are at that age. I mean, you're not wise. You're not even fully developed yet until you're 26 in your head. Like your brain's not fully developed yet until 26. So of course you're going to be like, you know, in your feelings and in your drive and in your blah, you know, just like you're. Behind a steering wheel of an F of an F one going 160 miles an hour, like, but that's not the way life is in reality. Especially when you get older and you become more wise. And I'd like to think I'm a little wiser. I'm still a moron, but I'd like to think I'm just a little bit better than I was at 25. And that's the way that I'm viewing things now. That's how I. That's how I will view things. And I remember having conversations with people that are older than I was at 25 and thinking, you're just a pussy, man. Because they would think this way. They would think the way I'm talking now. And I'm thinking, no, that's just you growing up now. Now I realize you grow up and you realize that more is not necessarily better. I'm trying to extract something out of nothing. It's not happening. So I guess you got to realize when you're extracting from a dry pond, you can't siphon anything out yet. Anything out more is done. You've siphoned everything. Now you got to just wait, wait for the next flood. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just waiting for the next flood, but I'm active in the process. I'm not just, I'm actively waiting guys. So just actively wait. For the next flood because you've already siphoned everything out that pond that you can now. It's done. It's dry. So just wait on the next flood. Just wait. 
that in and of itself is enough faith because you're actively saying there's going to be another flood. There will be another flood. It's not going to be dry times forever. Remember this. It's not going to be dry forever. There's a flood coming. Done.